Hi, beautiful people, and welcome to another episode of my sharings. And as I told you the last episode, I'm only going to share when I have something to say. Um, so eventually, two weeks go by and you hear nothing from me. And then there is something, something happens in my life. And I feel I want to share with you because I know if it happens to me, it happens to you sometime, somewhere, um, in some occasion with some people. And today I'm I'm sitting in my living room and I I live like in a jungle. I have become totally obsessed with plants. I have I'm not joking if I say I have maybe 40 different plants and they are quite big. So my living room is very crowded and then I see the sun is setting um and it's so beautiful the nordic light. For those of you who have only heard about the Nordic light, you know, I see it and I sit here and it's so green and all the colors outside, you know, yellow and red. And uh, it's so, so, so beautiful. And today I want to share with you about emotions, healing and emotions. I have, and I know that I'm not alone in this, that I'm thinking that there is, you know, a possibility that eventually one day I'm going to be healed. And when I say to be healed, to be whole, it means that the wounds that I have inside, all the traumas that I have uh, since my childhood and when people passed away and, you know, separation and breakups and, you know, everything that happened to me when I was bullied and... Uh, well, it's a lot in a life. We all have that. And I have been living according to this idea or ideal that we can heal. We actually can do it. And the last week I've been thinking, is it possible? In the beginning of the week I was thinking, is it possible? Is it possible to heal? Is it possible to become whole? And the week passed and I've been contemplating. And, you know, on Wednesday I was thinking, I don't think it's... We are meant to heal. You know, I was just like, I don't think that's the purpose. I don't think that's like the end of the journey. Enlightenment, you know. When I see an enlightened person, that is someone who is totally unaffected by life happening. They can just sit in the room and just come out whenever they want. They don't need anything. They have no needs, you know. They have no wishes, no longings. There is no suffering. Everything just is. And they are totally like, you know everything is okay. They don't even know it's okay because everything just is. And is that something to strive for? And is it possible? And the question is, is that the purpose of being human? And the more I've been contemplating about this this week, I've come to realize that actually, you know, if I say it, my brokenness is actually what connects me with other people. 
you connect with me in my wounds. Thanks to my traumas, you see me, you connect with me, you feel me. Because this is being human. And the more I'm like, you know, this week, I don't know why this week has been so special. Maybe it's because I have been emotional. And I think also that I've been thinking or having an idea that my emotional side, the hurts, you know, the feeling of being, you know, the woundedness, the unworthiness, the, the feeling of being excluded or not loved or, you know, all these, or betrayed or the feeling, you know, the separation anxiety and stuff, that that would go away, that it would leave me. And this week I've come to learn that I'm still emotional. People, you know, do things to me or I put myself in situations with people and I become hurt and I still feel it. And I still feel it, you know, at a really, really big level. It's not like I feel it a little. It's not really less than it was 10 years ago or 15 years ago or five years ago. It is what it is. And I just realized that it has nothing to do with the person. It has nothing to do with the situation. It has nothing to do with the consequences. It's just my wound is still there. And I'm still sensitive to exactly that type of comment or that type of behavior. I'm still, you know, sensitive to it. And I just realized that, okay, so I have my daddy wound. I call it my daddy wound. And it's just there. It's like I'm a Swiss cheese, you know. I'm full of holes. And what if it's like this? You know, I see myself as like this triangular cheese. And then... When I'm born, I'm totally, you know, solid. I have no holes. Or I have just like this tiny, tiny, tiny holes, like a sponge, you know. I just receive things, you know. I just attract things and I just, you know. And then eventually I, you squeeze me and I, you know, I become soaking wet and so on. But it's not just like, you know, I'm not full of holes. And then things happen to me. And I become traumatized because my parents separated. I become traumatized because I was super bullied. Uh, I become fearful because I was, you know, hurt. Uh, I become this and that. And it creates a lot of holes in me. And if I keep feeding these holes with the same trigger, with the same behavior... I keep attracting men who beat me up or, you know, I keep doing drugs and alcohol or I, I stay in this job even though they treat me like shit and, you know, then my whole, it never shrinks. It never, you know, heals. It's just there, open, wide open and I get just as hurt all the time and I'm just as defensive all the time and nothing changes in my behavior more or less. So... 
in this aspect, I can see that we are healing, that eventually, you know, the things that used to hurt me a lot, maybe it hurts me a little less, but my emotions, I still get sad. I still have this anxiety of separation come and hit me, and it hits me hard, and I am standing there like, hey, I'm, I'm 53. I'm like totally calm, totally everything is good. Everything is okay in my life. I'm all safe. I'm really happy at this point. And still I get these emotions coming like, whoa. You know, my emotions are like a reminder of how it felt when my father died. Of how it felt when Stefan crashed in the plane my emotions kind of touch as it comes with the scent of that. It's like, whoa. And my body is like, okay, it's happening again. And I can just see now this week I was like, okay, so my daddy wound, you know, the, the separation wound and the longing for my father and the illusion of him coming to pick me up and hold my hand and, you know, be there and be strong and, and help me and support me and say I'm a really good person and so on. That hole in me is still there and it's pretty, pretty intact, you know. It's still quite sizable and it's there. And then I have another, because how do we know that we have a wound? Because we get hurt. We react. So we have like the wound or the trauma, then we have a trigger. And the trigger can come, for me, the trigger can come in the shape of a man. The trigger can come in the shape of a woman. And... The trigger can also come in the shape of my own judgments. And I've come to realize that the last weeks I've been triggered uh, by an incident with a man that I don't even know, but, and he had absolutely no position in my life to, to, to trigger this, but I reacted. And I reacted much, much bigger than the event. And I can just see, oh, okay. I am still open here. I still have this big daddy issue. And I could just feel it. And my emotions, they just, whoa. And later that evening, I cried. I spoke to a friend and I cried. And I said, I really said, what I need right now is for you to come and hug me and hold me and just say that everything is going to be okay. And he said, Bashama, everything is okay. I know, and I just, I know, I just want to feel it, you know, I just want to be small for a moment. And he said, I know, I know, and I'm here, but I'm not going to come over, okay? And I said, okay, that's okay. And after we hung up, my emotions, they just kind of left me. The anxiety left me. So it's like with the tears... When I acknowledged the emotions, when I spoke to this friend and I cried and I let myself be small and express, I just want to be small for you to care for me for a while. And I think that acknowledging this, okay, it's my daddy wound, it pops out. What I need right now is to be small and tiny 
and have support. And even though he didn't come over to hold me, he did it, you know, by talking me through it and being there and being a friend. So, so I have this daddy wound. And I also have my sisters. I grew up as the baby sister and... Uh, it was things in our family that uh, due to the breakup with our parents and so on, they became quite different or strange. And I was, uh, you know, the tiny one and I, I didn't really follow, you know, the family. And I can feel that when a woman steps into my surrounding and is very bossy or is very know-it-all, know-it-better-than-me, I shrink and even though I'm 50 plus, I'm very competent, you know, I, I know a lot of things, I, I can handle almost any situation. When a female figure steps into the big sister role, I shrink and I feel useless. And that happened to me a couple of weeks, maybe a month, month, month ago. And I just felt myself like, ah. Jesus Christ, this is so hard. And I just felt, I don't know how she can be this, you know. She was only thinking about herself. She wanted everything first. She took credit for everything that all the other people did. And I just felt like, and even if I looked at her and I didn't enjoy her behavior, I became small and tiny. And I felt like kind of excluded and even though I felt like thank God I'm not behaving like this I just felt like the big sister attitude that she took over me um, it really really was painful and then I got to share this with another friend in this location where we were at and I said that this person is really triggering me so much and I feel like I'm just a little baby and I have no purpose here. Uh, wh why am I here? I have nothing to contribute with and I just feel tiny, small and useless. And he asked me, does this remind you of something? And I said, yeah, of course, of me growing up in my family, being the baby... And he said, that there's, there's something interesting. And I began to cry, you know. And I cried and I cried and I said that this is really like, you know, I have this feeling that I need to fight for my right to be, you know. I really need to fight for my right, right to be, to belong here, to be part of this family. And I cried and I cried. And then that also left me, you know. The emotions were, were there and I got support in handling them. And I just said to him, you know what, it's like these two wounds, my daddy issue and my sister wound, they are like imprints on my spine. They are like tattoos. I feel like I it's never going to leave me. It doesn't matter how much work I do. It doesn't matter how much I evolve. It doesn't matter, you know. It's like it can't be undone. And it is actually in me. And what if it's not a hindrance? What if it's not something bad? What if these two wounds that I know I have, and I most likely, they're going to be there until I die. 
because they are a fact, you know, they're a big fact in my life and it has been, you know, it's played out so many times, the repetition of the emotions, the, the feelings, they have come again and again and again in new situation, new situation, new people, you know, new city, new job, whatever. So they are like, they're always repeated and maybe to a lesser extent maybe not the full blow as when it happened when I was a kid but they're still reminding me of that and the question is is that a flaw is that something negative or is it just this because I have the thing is that even if I felt separation you know I felt separated from this woman I really connected with this other person I got to share with. Him and I became, we are really good friends now. And I'm thinking that something in these wounds makes me vulnerable. And they make me vulnerable to a point where I can't hide it. It's just like you can see it on me. I have around my heart, I have like maybe the size of a teacup like a hole, the opening of a teacup. Maybe that, that's the size around my heart where I really, really feel this longing for my daddy. And it's there, even though he died, even he has, hasn't been with me for 30 years, it's still there. And what if it's an asset? What if this is what makes me feel for other people? What if this is what makes me the most human? That my biggest wound is that I see you, I feel you, because what if I feel more through this hole? If I wouldn't have this, I would probably not understand so much about other people's pain. I would not feel where you are at if I didn't have this hole. And it's here, like, slightly to the left, above my heart, you know. And it's round, and it's, you know, it has, like, this sponge texture that you can actually, you can push it a little, and sometimes if you push it, tears come out. Sometimes, you know, you bounce because it's really like bouncy and you bounce and I bounce you off and this is like okay so I walk around with this hole here and it's an opening it's not a wound it's an opening and it's one of my assets I understand and I feel through this hole and it's an opening and through this, I can connect with you. And you can come in to me through this hole. And I have another one. And it's around my sisters, being the baby sister, not being good enough, being too small to participate or to belong. And this hole is also an entrance for you. And I'm thinking that when this woman triggered me and I got so sad I just felt 
at that point I felt, is this never going to stop? Am I going to live like this my whole life? And this person I shared with, he said, maybe you are. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I am. Maybe this is the point. Maybe the healing part, it's not about, you know, becoming totally solid like, you know, shiny uh, metal where nothing comes in. Because this is what makes me human. And I think that the smaller traumas, the smaller wounds, they may heal totally. And how do we know if a wound is healed, yes or no? It's quite easy. When you get triggered and you no longer react, no emotions come, I guess you've healed that wound. I have some that I feel like, you know, I am totally okay with. Let's say that from the beginning I had 100 little holes, big or small, and now maybe I have 10. So I think eventually some of them are like, you know, they are maybe a consequence of the first you know, wound that started up, you know, and the consequence was this and that and and so on. So I think that there is a good possibility that we become more whole. And I also think that healing is actually not meant to strive for. I'm beginning to think of my wounds as assets and I have these which means that I understand more about myself and I understand more about you and I think also if you look at the sequence you know you have the trauma or the wound what happened to you that is a fact we can't change that whatever happened to us we can't change that because that is in the past. What happened to us and our inability to handle it created a trauma. And that is a fact because it happened. We can't change it. Then that old trauma gets triggered over and over and over again. And here we can say we have a possibility for healing and growth, which means that we can stop the behavior that triggers that trauma, you know? So to get re-traumatized over and over and over again by, as I said before, by engaging in a new relationship with an abusive person and then break up and then a new person who is abusive and so on then you get re-traumatized and of course the trauma grows it doesn't heal but if we can heal you know and change the behavior if we can somehow work in therapy and work in ways and you know self-love how to uh, you know support ourselves better so we don't engage in that destructive behavior that we can change 
you know, what's triggering the trauma that we can change. Uh, we can change people we hang out with. We can change what we eat and do, you know, how we sleep, what we work, uh, the relationships we have and so on. We can go to therapy. We can exercise, eat well and so on. So we can minimize triggers. Most of the time, triggers for our traumas is people, relationships, you know, is people who say or do behave in a certain way that trigger us. And, of course, we can change this. So I think healing is absolutely possible, but we can't heal the fact that something happened to us. It, it is a fact. It happened to us. What we can heal and where we can learn and grow, and I think healing is very much about growth and learning, is to not re-traumatize ourselves, to not welcome triggers into our lives to be more loving and caring and supportive towards ourselves this we can work on our emotions when we become triggered that we all of a sudden feel totally abandoned and we just feel like, don't leave me, don't leave me, don't leave me, even though I didn't even want to meet you in the first place, but don't leave me because you want to leave now and I can't stand it. And, you know, the emotions that comes, that is also a fact. And it's not healthy to push them down. When emotions come, they come. And it's super normal to just push emotions down because we don't want to feel. We don't want to feel anxious. We don't want to feel sad. We don't want to feel angry, jealous, excluded. You know, we don't want to have all these feelings. So we push them down. This means that we don't heal. So in our emotions, there is like, you know, if we let them, they are here. We feel sad. It's a fact. Here, we can also, I think, grow. If we can handle our emotions in a healthy way, instead of pushing them down or escaping them. If we can find a support system where we use each other, where we know we have friends that support us when we are in need, when our emotions go bananas. Because most of the time, the trigger of an old trauma, the emotions that come attached to that are much, much bigger than what's reasonable. And you can also see how do I know that it's an old trauma that's been, old wound that has been triggered. It is because my reactions, my emotions is too big, you know. My emotions got like, woo, And this for me, I feel it has changed. The emotions, they come. And now I can go like, fuck, fuck, I don't want this, I don't want this, I don't want this. And then I kind of resignate and I just like, okay, so this is how bad it feels. Fuck, this feels so hard, so hard. I need to call a friend and I need to tell her about this stupid incident that really made me feel like a small baby again. And I tell and I cry and I let my emotions be there. And I feel this is something that we can actually work with.
We can grow here. We can learn here. And this is not about, our emotions is not about healing because we're not healing emotions. But I think if we talk about healing, I think that actually to learn to behave, change our behavior and be less self-destructive and more self-loving and reduce the number of triggers, I think that is growth and healing. I think on the emotional side, I think that if we can handle our emotions in a healthy way and not make a big, big, big drama and make it much, much bigger and be a drama queen or push them down, if we actually can have resources to handle our emotions and let them be there and feel and reach out, reach out to friends and family and say, I need help, hug me, I need a hug now. And I know it's so stupid, I don't, I can't even tell you what happened because you're going to laugh at me, but it hurts so bad. And I think here is a part where we can grow. So I think when it comes to triggers and behaviors, you know, and when it comes to emotion, I think we can grow and heal here. Here is something to, you know, that we actually can do. And then comes the last part. It's our reactions. Here, you know, also, when something, when a wound is triggered in the past, you know, uh, and your reaction is like, I don't want to see you again. I need to cut you off. And, uh, you know, you are the worst person ever. Fuck you. I hate you. I never even liked you, etc., etc. And, you know, when your reaction is like totally just fuck off, you asshole. And this is the shittiest behavior ever. And you always do this. And you're such a lousy person, blah, blah, blah. When your reaction is like totally immediate and too big, just know one thing, you are wrong. This is like, for me, at least I am always wrong. Maybe you are right, but I am always wrong. When my reactions is too, when they are too fast, too immediate and too big, I know I am wrong. And sometimes I'm like... I don't give a fuck. Now I'm just going to say fuck off anyway. So actually, sometimes I do that. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm reacting. And I still say fuck off. And I know I, I'm going to need to apologize later. And here is, I think, a big, 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 big learning and growth, you know, possibility. If we can just, we get triggered, our emotions come, if we can sit with that, if we can just be with that. Gurdjieff, he said that he always waited 24 hours until he responded, if he reacted to something. This is also, he was like kind of an enlightened man, or semi, I don't know, really, he was a guru at least. He had emotions, he had reactions, and I'm thinking, and here you are thinking that they will leave you and you will become whole one day. But I realized that the reacting part, I think this is the biggest, biggest one. This is the one that we actually can work with. 
because we can sit on our hands. We can remove the phone. We can take ourselves out of the equation. We can tell ourselves, I'm not going to respond to this text. I'm not going to call this person. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to sleep on it. I'm going to sleep on it. And I'm going to sleep on it one day or two two days. I'm not going to do this right now for my sake and for his or her sake. Because I know that what I'm feeling now, my emotions that really wants me to say fuck off or cut you off forever from my life, you know, it's too big. It's, it's just out of proportions to what happens. And most, most of the time, whatever we react to is out of proportion to what happened. We never react with just this first incident in mind. We always react with 100 other incidents like that in our past. Everything comes, you know, it's like they're standing on cue. It's like we have a million bad things that happen to us. And there is like a line behind every bad thing that happened to us with all the times that bad thing happened to us. And whenever that gets triggered, is a million coming like rushing. And here I think we can work a lot. Here I think. So I think the fact, the original wound or trauma... It's not much we can do about that. It happened to us. We can't change that. And for me, I'm feeling like now, these days, I'm feeling like, okay, I have this. I have this daddy issue, you know. It's really, really kind of, it's not so big. It's like a fist, size of a fist. And it's not painful daily, on a daily basis. It's not painful at all. Right now, it's kind of soft and gentle, and it's like it's padded with pink velvet. And I cherish it, because this means that I really, really loved my father, and I was really, really sad that he died. I was very, very sad when they separated. I was really, really sad when he got sick. I was super sad when he died. And now I'm sad because I can't be with him. I can't be an adult with him. I didn't have the chance to support him when he got older. And, you know, and I feel there is a softness in this because it's all the love, you know, it's all the love contained. And it's in this little pink, velvety, spongy kind of hole in me. And at times, something that happens today reminds me of, oh, you don't have a daddy. Oh, he left you. Maybe he didn't love you. Maybe you weren't good enough. Maybe they separated because you were not wanted. You know, and the whole story that is behind. And I just feel when my daddy wound gets triggered... I also feel a lot of love for my little baby, you know, the child that I am, that I was, 
So this wound, it has now different qualities. It's the emotion that comes when it gets triggered and I feel like, ah, I get so sad and I don't want to feel this pain and so on. And then at the same time, it's this like love and care for both him and for me and for, for you know, all the misunderstandings, how we didn't, you know, and all the love and what could have been and what wasn't and what was. And I just feel like, okay, so my daddy wound is like a little jewelry box, like the pink magic with little ballerina somehow. It's really like a magical place now. And I, I have come to realize this week, it's always going to be there. There's always going to be persons who knock on me and say, hey, poop, and they just put, push, put their finger in the middle of it without even asking permission. They just they touch it and I'm like <gasps> and that's okay because I'm human I'm not a tin soldier I'm always going to be full of emotions because emotions is part of human life and this idea that I have that I had about healing that eventually when you love yourself eventually when you get free of addiction eventually you know this and that and so on you're going to be whole and I'm thinking hey not this lifetime not next lifetime either and do I want it do I like being human or do I want to be a robot and I feel like I love to be human and I love to be it with you. And I love to have these, you know, feelings that, okay, so I have at least these three holes. I have one around the way I look also, which I know I may offend a lot of people by saying this, but I grew up feeling, thinking that I was very, you know, that I was fat and ugly. And it has, you know, about things that happened to me in my childhood. The thing is that this idea that I am fat and ugly is a trauma for me. It's something I was bullied for. And, you know, I, um, I can see that the, the way I look, it was more or less something I was punished for also. And uh, it's really like a... It's absolutely not compared to my daddy issue. But I know that I will always have a different idea about the way I look than what you do. And I know that I offend people when I say that I don't know if I'm beautiful or not. Or sometimes I feel ugly and fat. And I'm sorry, this is just a fact. It's the fact, the original, what happened to me when I was bullied for being fat and ugly when I was a small child. And it's there. It's an imprint on my spine. It's a tattoo. And this wound is maybe like an egg. Maybe it's like a soft yellow egg. And it gets triggered. It can get triggered, you know... Mm. And if I compare it to now 
and when I was 20, it's nothing, you know. I can really see that this wound, it was huge. It was like maybe the size of a full leg or something. And now it's like a small, tiny egg. And I think that eventually, but probably not, I'm going to die with this wound open too. You know, I already made a deal with my kids saying that if I get old and, you know, have Alzheimer's and end up in a home, can you please, please, please take care of my nails and my, my feet and, and pluck my, my, uh, my beard? So, and if someone comes visit, can you please put on some makeup so I don't scare people off? And they have agreed. I hope they keep it, but I don't know. But maybe that's weird. I don't know if it's weird to have this agreement with your kids. <clears throat> but I don't want people to come visit me and be disgusted. And maybe everyone has this agreement with their children. I don't know. But I can tell you, this is one of my wounds about the way I look, that I don't have the self-confidence. And and I can also see that it has been so good for me to work the last years, to work more professionally with, you know, photographers and to really try to get to see myself as other people perceive me and try to receive nice comments and you know not push myself down and it's been really a good learning and lesson and this is me changing my behavior you know from going from severe you know eating disorders um you know to to actually um daring to stand in front of the camera and to to show myself and to even do it at one point in some something half naked for me this is this is important because i'm changing my behavior and my <clears throat> you know the emotions around it when i look at myself i look at the picture and i see like oh fuck why did they publish this one and then i just have to say hey if they thought that was okay it was okay. And, you know, they see something you don't. Okay. So please, trust other people. If you don't trust yourself, trust other people. Keep trusting in other people. And eventually, bit by bit, you know, I've become better. And now I'm feeling like it's more fun. You know, it's more fun to do fun things. And I feel a little like a little child, you know, uh, that didn't get to be this, you know, funny, beautiful little princess and dance ballet and stuff that I would have, would have liked when I was five or six. And I can feel like, but you can do that now. And so I think that my behavior, I'm not changing, I can't change the trauma, I can't change the wound, but I can change my behavior around it. And my emotions, when they come, I can also look at my reaction and I can react differently. And instead of pushing myself down and say, hey, you're so, you're ugly. Like, I can actually say, okay, trust other people. Okay, if you can't trust yourself, trust other people. And and I hope I'm not offending other people by saying this, but this is, this is what trauma does to us. It distorts our reality. 
It makes us afraid of things. You know, it makes us avoid things. It really, really fucks up our life. And it distorts reality. So I think a good, good part of the healing is to actually learn to see reality as it is. To really like... And for me, reality as it is to me is that I'm a person, I'm a human being, I'm 53 years old, life happened to me and I have some wounds. I have like one pink one with a little ballerina on top, spongy, pink, velvet, uh, size of a fist. And then I have one size of an egg and it has a light yellow color. It's also kind of soft, but it has an eggshell you know, texture. And then I have this this uh, female female sister being the baby wound. And I don't really even know. I feel like the little egg is sitting some somewhere like somewhere where my appendix sat before they removed it. But I'm thinking about the sister wound. I don't really know where to put it. Maybe it's just maybe it's in my belly button. Or it's in my my throat, maybe. Or in my right shoulder, upper right shoulder, maybe. Yeah, there it is. It's like a little bird's nest. It has like the texture of a little bird's nest. And it's green. Absolutely. It's like an emerald green. has a really lovely color. And it's little, yeah, little smaller, like a small child's fist. But it's not solid. It's very like, you know, it's made of grass. Emerald green grass. So this is how I see it. I have these three and then I have like some others. But these are the... And I'm thinking, these are my assets. Here's where I connect to you. Here's where you see me. You see me through this. You don't see me as a tin soldier. You don't see me as shiny metal. Like a robot. And I think that your wounds, I think that's where I connect to you. I think that when we meet and I, you know, I feel there is something with this person, I kind of want to get to know him or her. There's something about, you know, there's something, but I hear what you say and I see your makeup and I see how beautiful you are, but there's something deeper than that. What is it? And I'm 100% sure it's your wounds. So for me, it's like we are these human beings that kind of, you know, drawn together and we are connecting in these little, you know, I'm wondering my pink ballerina uh, velvety wound. I'm thinking, what in you is it that attracts, gets attracted to that and where you connect with me and when when you have the opportunity or possibility or, uh, you know, the, what do you say, Um, unfortunately you hurt me and I'm thinking this is interesting and some people you know they don't even see my my pink ballerina at all you know they're just like no they would never ever poke in my little green bird's nest never and I realized that this is, you know, and the people who actually take their finger, like like the woman I met, and she just took her finger and said, hey, you are so 
can't you do this and that instead? And, and no, I want to do that. You can go second. Da, 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 da. And she was just taking my little green bird's nest and just putting her fingers and just quack, quack, quack in it. And I'm thinking that, okay, interesting. How am I going to react? What am I going to do? What am I going to say? Am I going to say anything? And the thing is that my reaction to that was I didn't say anything to her. I realized that to not be nice, to not be kind, and to take everything first and only think about yourself is not a good place to be. And I just felt like it must hurt to be there. I don't want to add to her pain by sharing my pain. So I chose to share it with another friend. And we're good. I don't want to hang out with her again. The funny thing is I'm going to hang out with her in a week. <laughs> this is what the universe does to us, huh? So I'm going to meet her again soon and be with her for a week. And that's going to be interesting. But I just realized that, okay, so I have a growth opportunity here. I really have a growth opportunity here because she is like totally poking in my sister wound. And I know what I can change. And I know that kind of to heal the wound, to remove the wound and to just take it away and say it didn't happen. It didn't happen. You know, it did happen. And what I can handle and deal with is actually my emotions, uh, the triggers. Of course. And the question is like, okay, should I expose myself to this again? Should I be there in this situation again? Yes or no? I can actually avoid it. And you see, this is how I did in the past. I always, whenever I felt this with a woman, I avoided her. Whenever I felt like I was being made small and feeling useless, I have avoided it. And so a part of it is that I'm going back, I'm doing it again, and I'm thinking that, okay, maybe this isn't about me. Maybe she has, like, she has, of course. If I have a little green bird's nest on my right shoulder, she has something else sitting somewhere. Maybe she has like a whole castle of something sitting on her, you know, head. I don't know. I have no idea what happened to her. But I know something happened to her that makes her as she is. So we are, you know, it's like we are relating in this what happened to us in the past. And I'm very, very curious because I think here is also healing. A lot of healing is possible. If if we can, you know, be with the emotions and not push them down and not react and go fuck you on the other. Okay. I'm thinking... Yes, I wrote here. Uh, sometimes I write, you know, uh, not much, but uh, I wrote, are we ever healed? And perhaps if the reaction can either not come or be handled with love for both the triggering party and for myself. 
because this I also feel that sometimes when we get triggered, I can learn to take care of myself, to give myself love and support, but I don't care about the one who maybe behaved in a, in a negative way, for example. And the question is, how can, how can I have compassion for both, you know, both sides? Because most often what hurts us is a reaction from the other. So we feel, we have emotions, we are both coming here with our, you know, holes. And then we feel emotions come, you know, we get triggered, emotions come, and then we react. And I'm thinking that if we can use this, so, so I was thinking this week, okay, next time I react, next time my emotions come... I'm going to say, wow, this is now, now it's happening, it's happening. I have a growth opportunity and my, my, you know, I'm activated. My little egg is activated. Interesting. I wonder what my little egg wants. I wonder what it needs right now. And I wonder how I can support it. And I also wonder what's happening in her, you know. What is activated in her now? How can we do something together? So I think healing is very, very much in relationships. I think it's also we can do it on our own if we react and we are with ourselves. But I don't think we should aim for being whole. I don't think we should, you know, have this ambition that we're going to heal everything. Because we are going to disappoint, hurt, uh, you know, uh, upset, uh, we're gonna, everything's gonna happen, life is gonna happen, and emotions gonna come, and I love emotions, emotions is actually what moves us, and I don't think that we should become robots, so maybe I should make like a little ballerina tattoo on my heart and a little green bird's nest on my right shoulder and a little yellow egg on my appendix scar so you know this is what she's coming with okay maybe I should clarify it and I should write it's very contradictory do you say contradictory uh, with a pink ballerina and it says daddy underneath and then a bird's nest and it says sisters and then a little little egg bleak yellow egg and it says what does it say really looks maybe I don't know I don't know actually maybe that's that's my trickiest one actually because here I really twist reality, you know. With my sisters and my daddy, it's more reactions and emotions. But with the, with the looks, I twist reality. It's like my eyes got a different seeing when I was three, four years old, five. And that is the question. I think I can work on that. I think I really can work on that. Okay, darlings. I don't know if I make sense. 
I wanted to say that I think healing to become whole, I don't think it's something we should strive for. I think we should grow and learn and, you know, always grow and learn because I think that's why we're here for. But to think that we're ever going to be solid like rocks or, you know, have this shiny whole surface and not be triggered and not feel emotional, that that is something to strive for. I don't think so. I think that is what makes us human. And I think that is what makes us connect to other human beings. Because we are human. Okay. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being patient when I have nothing to share. And thank you for being patient and listening when I have something to share. I love you. I hope you're all well. Peace.